0: Beyond Blue's BU initiative is a professional resource package that helps you support young people towards better mental health and well-being so they grow up understanding there's no health without mental health. Join today at bu.edu.au We're increasingly focused on what we eat and drink, but pay less attention to the quality of air we breathe, yet it can have considerable health implications. I'm joined by RMIT Associate Professor Priya Rajagopalan to find out how changes to air quality in schools and aged care facilities can boost quality of life. Priya, what would you say to someone who might think air quality isn't a big deal, it's it's not uh, important enough to be on our radar at the moment?
1: Thank you, Dallas, for inviting me. Indoor air quality directly impacts occupant health, comfort, and work performance. So breathing condition, but recirculated air continuously without adequate fresh air can actually cause poor concentration of mind, lung diseases, and mental disorder. Various health symptoms due to poor air quality include eye, nose, and throat irritation, mental fatigue, headache, cough, difficulty in concentration, and difficulty in breathing, et cetera. And most of the time, people don't really realize these symptoms are due to poor indoor air quality. And the problem is going to get worse as climate change has been worsening the air quality of cities, leading to increased temperatures, level of carbon dioxide concentration, and other pollutants such as dust and allergens. As we all experience now, extreme weather events such as heat waves and thunderstorms are rising. Therefore, it's very important that we pay attention to indoor air quality.
0: What else leads to to poor air quality? What what are some of the, the other big red flags?
1: So air quality is usually maintained by controlling of airborne pollutants and introduction and distribution of adequate outdoor air and also by maintaining acceptable temperature and relative humidity. Uh, Temperature and relative humidity are very important parameters because many of the complaints about poor air quality could be due to thermal comfort concerns. So maintaining dry and cool indoors rather than humid and warm can improve both the perceived air quality and ventilation requirement. In addition, uh, temperature and humidity are among the many factors that affect indoor contaminant levels. So poor air quality can be verified by the presence of higher carbon dioxide concentration levels, dust particles, allergens, and microbes such as bacteria fungi. Um, And carbon dioxide concentration levels exceeding 1,000 parts per million is a commonly used indicator Uh, showing that there is insufficient ventilation and the air quality is not really acceptable.
0: So why did you decide to target schools and aged care facilities with this research?
1: So uh, much of the research on indoor environments focuses on adult workers in offices because there are more number of office buildings compared to uh, schools or aged care centres. So there is limited information on the relationship between indoor environment, well-being of elderly, and the learning performance behavior of young children. So with an increase in life expectancy in most developed economies, more of the elderly will require or use the services of aged care centers. So for example, in Australia, people aged 65 years and older make up a significant proportion. And a number of studies in other countries have found that elderly people are susceptible to potential indoor pollutants, even at lower concentrations in comparison to adult workers. However, scientific studies or quality, quantitative studies on indoor air quality related impacts on the health of HK centre residents in Australia are limited. And if you take uh, I, uh, take a example of students lung development continues through childhood and lung functions grows at least through adolescence so chemical exposure during development stages may produce lifelong issues and some may only become apparent later in life so the school the kids uh, from year one to year 12 spend a number of hours in classrooms therefore the conditions of indoor environmental quality and their impact on children's health well-being Comfort and learning ability remains a subject area of concern.
0: And so how could a better air quality transform the, the lives of, of those
1: two age groups? So the interactions between indoor conditions and building occupancies is very complex. Um, so for elderly people, well-being is a state of absence from any illness or discomfort. And we hope that having more fresh air reduces their visits to hospital and improve their ability to do independent work and also reduce their dependency on medication and healthcare workers. And for school children, we hope that this will reduce their absenteeism and sick days. Uh, This can also help them to concentrate more, enhance their attention span, and ultimately improve their academic performance. And we are introducing various subjective assessments in the study and see how we can actually measure well-being and education outcomes because it's very complex. So there are various methods suggested in literature that looks into perceived air quality and well-being through questionnaire survey, observation, etc. So we are also conducting attention tests for little kids before and after the introduction of fresh air and see how uh, these changes their attention span.
0: So should the study find that a, a greater focus on on ventilation does indeed bring about positive changes, uh, what would you like to see happen in terms of, of uh, building and development? Uh, and, and is this something people should consider now?
1: So we hope that we can provide some evidence to the built environment policy and say that uh, supplying more fresh and filtered air can indeed result in better health outcomes for the elderly people and better educational outcome for the young children. We would like to quantify such benefits with the use of objective and subjective means. Uh, This evidence can support and influence policy development and enable provision of more fresh and filtered air in the building codes and performance rating schemes when designing buildings for these vulnerable groups of people. So this could be one of the strategies for climate change adaptation.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time, Priya.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much, Douglas. It was really appreciated.